0: The blast from our past network. I heard you like ran into these things before. That's right. Wow, man. So like what did you do?
1: (sighs) I died. talking back
0: hey everybody welcome to talking back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies comics video games and more i'm your host tim and with me is co-host dean
1: who are you expecting
0: santa claus santa claus no yeah who are you expecting santa claus no, I was expecting you. Okay, good. I'm looking at you. I wasn't expecting anybody else. It's you, Dean. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're doing another one of your little movie bits. I'm doing the line, Tim. I'm oh. doing the line. <laughs> I I see. Uh, what does he say? Santa Claus? He says, Santa Claus. Santa Claus? <laughs> Santa Claus. He's, yeah. I think he puts a Y
1: at the end of it. Yeah. It's the weirdest way to say Santa Claus.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what Santa Claus reminds me of? Is that song from hey. Santa Claus Meets the Martians. S-A-N-T-A. <laughs> how, do, how does it go? S A N T A U S. How do you spell Santa Claus? I forgot how to spell Santa Claus.
1: Anyways. All we know blunt. about that song is hooray for him. Hooray for yeah, Santa Hooray Claus. for Santa yeah. Claus. Do,
0: do, 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 do. Banger, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I thought I was energized for this podcast, but after thinking about that song, woo, we're going to rock it out this time boy
1: wow I'm, I'm pretty pumped i'm pretty pumped for this podcast tim awesome okay i'll
0: deflate you this is the movie i was l- at least looking forward to out of this whole series but really? you're probably the same
1: no no it's just this is the one this is the one i was most looking forward to oh get out of here come on this there's two there's two um movies When when you <laughs> said that we we're gonna <laughs> do this no, no no when you said we were gonna do this whole series there were two movies that i was most excited to talk about and this is one of them and another one we have coming up
0: Hmm. You've narrowed it down to two other movies. I know it's (laughs) Prometheus, right? I know. that. You know,
1: you know, it's Prometheus. This and Prometheus, I was so excited to talk about when you said that we were going to do the whole series. Obviously, Alien and Aliens. I love those movies. They're both in my top 10. But these were the two I'm most excited to talk about.
0: That is interesting because I was most excited to talk about Alien 3, which is just kind of bizarre. Like, I don't think Alien 3 is the best in the series. Uh, I just was really excited to talk about it. I think maybe because I've never talked about it before because no one wants to talk about that movie. Same with this one. Nobody wants to talk about this.
1: Yeah, Tim, one time we were just sitting at your house and we were like, what should we do? And we're like, maybe we should throw on Alien 3. And it was... It's just one of those thoughts. It's like, we never do this. We never watch Alien 3. We never talk about Alien 3. So I can see definitely that that would be the one you're looking forward to. Resurrection, for me, I'm looking forward to it because everybody hates this movie. No one likes this movie. This is at the bottom mm. of everyone's rankings, and I think that is incorrect. Oh,
0: you don't think this is the worst of the series?
1: No, I love this movie. Okay.
0: Do you, well, so okay, so you obviously put the, put this above Alien 3, but... Okay, I guess let me call out your rankings then. I bet I can rank your alien movies. What?
1: You're gonna spoil yeah. my rankings?
0: Uh, alien, alien, alien is your favorite, right? Alien.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, wrapped. can
0: I spoil it or no? Can I not do this? No, right now?
1: save it for the save it for the wrap up.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna save call your ranking on the wrap up then.
1: Okay, perfect, perfect. I already know it. It's so <laughs> apparent. It's so obvious. It's, it's so transparent. You see right through me, Tim.
0: Well, now this is this was the missing key was knowing that you yeah. actually love this movie. I didn't know I where to put rules. this one. Yeah, cool. I'm, I like this movie. I've watched it a, a whole bunch, um, whole bunch. I there's definitely things I want to talk about that I don't like, but there's a lot of good going on.
1: Yeah, can't wait to hear him.
0: Okay. This movie was released in 1997 with a budget of $70 million and it grosses $160 million.
1: Great job. Congratulations. They did it. Yes. They did with it. Their
0: seal of approval. Uh, it was produced by all the usual suspects of the mm-hmm. uh, alien franchise. We got uh, Walter Hill and David Giller. They're just always there. A couple of rock steady gentlemen. Yeah, man. Producing all the great aliens. The whole Brandywine crew, right? That's right. This one's directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Do you like uh, any of this guy's stuff?
1: Uh, I haven't really seen any of it. I know, I know of the movies. I haven't watched any of them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so I I do like some of his stuff. Um, nice. I saw Delicatessen. I wasn't a big fan of that one. Okay. But uh, the City of Lost Children, I really really liked. It's uh, that's kind of that's more of like a, um it's a very artistic piece. This is a very artistic director, and yep. man, it was really interesting. Uh, and then Amelie. Amelie, have you you've seen Amelie, right? I haven't. I Ma- haven't seen oh, it. Man. I know
1: it's a huge blind spot.
0: You would, I need to see it. You would. You and Laura would love that movie. You should check I, it out.
1: I don't doubt it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out.
0: Now, this was news to me on this viewing of the movie, that this was written by Joss Whedon. I just did not know this.
1: I always forget this. Like, I always know it every time I see the opening credits and immediately forget it because you know what this movie doesn't feel like? A Joss Whedon movie.
0: Right. Well, he had a comment about that. Yeah. About the movie, Joss Whedon said, They said the lines, mostly, but they said them all wrong. They cast it wrong, and they designed it wrong, and they scored it wrong. They did everything wrong. Everything they could possibly do. So, here's the thing, though. You know what? I'm I'm ready to say it, Joss Whedon. Get off your high horse, dude.
1: Yeah, dude. It's not your movie.
0: Like, settle down, okay? Totally. I I, I liked it. I liked it.
1: Yeah. Some, I'm starting some to think people... if
0: if they did what he wanted it to be, how much harder it could have sucked.
1: Dude, it would have sucked so much harder if they did what he wanted. If they made if they made Firefly Alien like he wants them to make. I don't think it's as good as this movie is. I think this movie is very good and I think he needs to just relax.
0: I'm going to look at these comments of his again. Okay. Um, they, uh, they said the lines, but they mostly said them all wrong. I thought there was some tremendous delivering of lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. So wrong. X. Wrong, Joss. They cast it wrong? What? Nope. Are you wrong. kidding me? <laughs> wrong, Joss. Wrong. Yeah. They designed it wrong? Nope. I don't. It's a spaceship. Do you know what spaceships look like? Joss? Wrong. They scored it wrong? I don't really remember the score too much. He might be right about that one. You're shaking your head. I like I it. might. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not terrible. It's just not memorable for me. Um, they did everything wrong they could possibly do. Wrong. That's wrong.
1: That's wrong. I I think he's wrong. I think he... I'm with you. He's wrong. I think he needs to just relax on that. He wrote a script, and then the movie wasn't super well-received, so he needs to go shit on somebody about it.
0: He's feeling... um, I'm sure he was feeling... what's, What's the right way to put this? He was... Probably embarrassed because the movie maybe wasn't what he was looking for when he wrote his script. That's not what he pictured in his head. So he probably took it personal when it didn't come out the way that he was expecting. Yeah. But he's, it's dude, you're just writing the story. You're not in charge of all those other things. You're just writing the story. So settle down, man. Now I kind of like Joss Whedon. I'm liking him less and less nowadays. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, he has done some movies that I've liked, um,
1: Dude, he's written some hot some hot scripts.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has, for sure. Cinematography on this one. Really unique style. Uh, I really, really uh, enjoy it. And it's done by uh, Darius Kanji. Now, he did Seven. He did The Ninth Gate. He did The Beach. He did Panic Room. And he did Uncut Gems, among others. I, I really enjoy it. I really like what this guy does... Um, like with his with his work behind the camera.
1: That's a pretty um uh, good list of directors there that he's worked with when you run down all those movies that you just named. That's uh that's excellent. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that this guy was working on all those movies. That's it's that's fantastic.
0: He can really create an atmosphere and a mood.
1: Oh that's yeah for I'm, sure. Which is what I, when I, mean, that's, when I, when that's, I think that's what of those movie movies.
0: Is. Yeah, when I think of those movies, yeah. They all have something like real special to them.
1: Totally. And I, Tim, I vibe with all those movies, like I'm vibing with this one, so. Yeah, me too.
0: Uh, Hey, listeners, how's everybody doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome. Dean's here and I'm here.
1: Yeah, we're happy you're here.
0: We're doing it again this week. Yeah, oh, well, definitely happy they're here.
1: Yeah, can you believe, Tim, we're doing it again this week? Can you believe it? Yeah, I know. We do it every week. Somehow we do it every week. I don't get it. We do it every week. Br-
0: bright and early. Bright and early. I'm so surprised that we're on number four already. I was just thinking about this. I'm like, where did we're the cruising. weeks go? When did we do two? When did we yeah. do three?
1: Well, Tim, we skipped, four. we skipped one, kind of. Well, we so did that's... it like a year and a half ago. Yeah, so that's what's like really, really uh, getting us some, some gain in these.
0: We've only got two left
1: after this. Now that's some sad news. Only two left. Two one, But Tim, two ones that are very, very interesting to talk about. Oh, hell yeah, man. Looking forward to those. I'm super excited for those. Yeah. Let's just do them right after this. I know we haven't watched or prepared, but as soon as we stop recording this one, boom, Prometheus right away.
0: Let's skip this one and get right to those ones.
1: (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I like this movie.
0: I love it, man. Stop it. Stop it. Let's get into it. We start off with an utterly disgusting opening. Perfect. Uh, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even sure what we're looking at here, nope. dude. It's wet, it's sticky, it's gooey, and it's gross. It's absolutely gross. They didn't get the memo of how to start off an alien movie. You choose a color, <laughs> you find a spaceship, <laughs> and you shoot it floating through space. True. How hard is that to follow? That's These true. guys get all weird with it and they're like, there's goo and pus and hair. Hair follicles.
1: Right out the uh, gate. What the hell? <laughs> right out the gate, they're just fucking it up. It's like, okay, first note, um, it just has to start with a spaceship. I was thinking more just like some sort of body part that you can't tell what it is and it's really right. wet.
0: <laughs> right. Do you know what spaceships make <laughs> me think of? Pussy gooey, sticky. Pussy gooey,
1: teeth, hair. Right? all the yeah. things that are gross you'll see, on you'll human being you'll
0: see after i shoot it it'll all make sense you'll understand you'll get it. you'll get it so already this one's a little bit different i'm noticing
1: uh yeah man this it just as a whole this movie is pretty disgusting it is yeah we'll get there um now the blu-ray
0: transfer i also noticed is pretty disgusting yeah i was not <laughs> not all that impressed it was one of those like dvd transfers like Yep. barely barely improved it so i was i was actually really looking forward to re-watching this in some hd and i sort of got a little bit of sd there
1: yeah that, that's a really good point um i also watched i watched it on the blu-ray and then my second watcher out, i actually watched it on uh disney plus on my phone um and
0: oh you did you did that while you're working right i won't tell anybody but you did that uh, you were working at the time right I'm not no gonna tell tim anybody, tim it's I just actually, you and me here
1: I you actually did it had while you were Tim. Working. Tim, I had to make a trip into your city, and my wife was driving, and I was re-watching Alien Resurrection on my phone. Okay, okay then, nice save. Yeah, great time. But also, I, what I was going to say is, uh, I noticed the same on on that uh, Disney Plus stream. It didn't look as good as I thought it was going to.
0: Yeah. Now, when we eventually do see a ship, it's the USM Origa, a military medical research vessel. We see a young girl in a tube that quickly turns into what looks like Ripley. And I I really like the line narrated by Sigourney Weaver here. She says, "And this is the first audio in the movie. She mm-hmm. says, "My mommy always said there were no monsters, no real ones, but there are." I'm really taken up not taken it back, but I'm really interested Mm -hmm. in the fact that she says the word mommy i i don't really understand that i think it fits excellently but i don't know why a grown sigourney weaver would say mommy and i just wanted to know if you had any thoughts about that
1: i had no thoughts
0: like if i was an adult she's clearly an adult at the time that she's saying it if i was an adult i would have said my mother or my my mom Always taught me that there's no money. I would never say mommy. Like that's just not a word a grown up uses. So I I I definitely think they did that for some sort of a reason. I don't know why.
1: So I actually never really I, I love the line, absolutely love the line, but never really took notice to the mommy part. I was more focusing on the monsters that she's talking about. And to me, to me, it's it's humans. Like that's they're opening with scientists experimenting on her, and so I'm like, oh, does she mean? the people? Does she mean the humans hmm. that are experimenting on her? So that's why I thought that was really cool. Um, I never I never really thought about the mommy.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I didn't I didn't consider the scientists. Yeah. Not not certain that's what she's going for, but no, I, I actually know. really like that. I like yeah. that take on it. So the scientists operate on Ripley and they take a xeno queen out of her chest. Ripley comes to after the operation and is trying to figure out what's going on. She sees the scar on her chest and she sees a number eight tattooed on her arm. She doesn't, she doesn't seem to know who she is and she doesn't really, really seem to understand what's going on, but she quickly gets her memories back and the ability to speak.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, the idea of memories being passed down to a clone have the military general uh, very concerned. He Wants to terminate her um, at the first sign that something's going to go wrong. He wants to terminate her.
1: That's so, a great idea. I like that they bring this up. What idea? Just the idea. Her? The idea that the person in charge would be like, hell no. We cloned her. We want these like aliens to survive. I've watched the first three movies. She just wants to kill them. So let's get rid of her. Like, what are we doing? Why are we keeping her around? If she, if she, her whole memory comes back, she's going to want to kill them. She's only going to get in the way. There's no reason to have her around. Get rid of her. I like that somebody in the movie says it.
0: Uh, Yeah, definitely. They, they build a lot of great tension in this movie uh, through these characters. Yeah. And of course, us as the viewer were on board with Ripley. We love Ripley. Right, so to hear that this guy is considering terminating her, he kind of gets positioned as a bit of a bad guy to us. Oh, for sure, right? yeah. Even though he's he's so charismatic, I love this guy so much. Oh my much. goodness, I love this guy. My goodness, the acting in this movie is so great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I really it's a it's a great it's a great thing for them to throw in there. Now, Ripley wants to know how they got her. And the scientist, uh, one of the scientists, uh, Gediman, played by Brad Dorif, excellent actor. Oh yeah, he explains that they had blood samples from Fiori sixteen. Well so what did you catch this? Yeah, Fiori sixteen.
1: Isn't that the isn't that the the planet the prison planet? And it, that is not the planet. No, the oh. the,
0: the prison planet is called Fiorina one six one. That's the name of the planet.
1: Oh, I just assumed it was the same.
0: No, he called it Fiori 16. It's called Fiorina 161. So I'm not sure what that's all about. That's weird. That was weird. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because I don't know. Hmm. I don't, wondered if you had thoughts on that, but no,
1: I I just assumed he said the right thing. Maybe uh, he just spoke his line wrong or something.
0: <laughs> he may have. <laughs> he
1: may have just like, said it wrong. It just totally made sense to me that they got they got her DNA from the. I mean, you understand it, like it, it, yeah, th-
0: the point gets across, right? Um, I just. I don't know. Because I knew the exact name of the yeah. facility because I, you know, had to make notes for it and stuff like that. And it just, it was definitely incorrect this time. So I, I just wondered, but Interesting. anyways, wh- whatever Ripley knows that it was a queen that was taken out of her, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Yeah. And she tells the scientist that when it breeds, they'll all die. And the, uh, I think like the leader scientist here, Dr. Mason Uh, He's very confident with their abilities, and um, this is fun too because, like up until this point, Wayland Utani has been like the big bad so far in this franchise. But here they let us know that Wayland is just a corporation out to make money, but this project, this Mm -hmm. specific one, is run by the United Systems Military. And they want the alien for new alloys and vaccines, not mm. as a weapon. Yeah. Now, I I appreciate that they add this into the movie because it allows us, the viewer, to feel like maybe this scenario is different than the other scenarios. Right. Right? We know how these things have failed in the past, but this sounds like a really big budget show here now that's being run by like the highest of the highs and maybe they can contain this like maybe they're maybe they have the power to do so so i think we needed that as the audience to like kind of like uh, settle in a little bit with with this being
1: believable totally like at this point in the movie i'm just like really vibing with the movie right away because uh we've been talking about we've been talking about other people getting a hold of these aliens and what would happen. It would be total destruction and that would be the worst thing ever. Let's get there. Let's get to the point where somebody gets a hold of these aliens make like is able to make them for their benefit and see what they're going to do with it. And so I like that we start with a different company than Wayland and they are saying and claiming that they're also going to use it for good and you know, that, that they have a positive reason for doing this. So yeah, like you said, right away, different than other movies and also, I know that it's going to be a problem. You know, I know that this is not going to be a good thing. But I like that I don't. I'm not immediately like fuck Wayland. No, get get out of here. Like I'm I'm listening to them. I'm 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 listening to what they have to say.
0: Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Wayland, we already know that Wayland was under military contracts. Yeah. Right. So it's probably these. Like, it's probably the same military. Yeah. So i'm not buying the fact that they want to use like they want to create new alloys and vaccines that's all bs but yeah uh, i just like that we see like a, a step up the ladder of power here that's for cool. sure
1: yeah
0: i'm also really enjoying what sigourney weaver is doing with this character so far in this movie and throughout the whole movie great um i think like i think this she's she's always been one she, so she was fully on board with alien she was fully on board with board with aliens Alien 3, she only came on when they met her demands, which were high. And then I don't think she wanted anything else to do with the series. But when this idea came across, I think she was very interested in portraying this character and really like digging her heels into what this character would be going through because it's such a stretch from what she's played previously. So I really love watching her like exploring this character in the movie and it's really like it's really fascinating so this is a Ripley with no fear she's just very factual about things she's not worried about anything she doesn't get worked up like she doesn't have high emotions and it's a much more physical take on the character more so than like verbal for her in, in this time around so
1: Totally. Yeah, Tim. Love it. That's it, you're 100% right that like she I think she wanted to die at the end of Alien 3. Like she that was one of her demands, I think. She did. She yeah, well, did die. <laughs> I know and I think she did because she That was said, that was so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That was so, her
0: demand was that she'd only come back to the movie if she got killed off cuz she didn't want to do it anymore. She didn't think the movies would make sense anymore.
1: Yeah, so when I'm turning this movie on and I'm thinking, well, how did they get her back? It totally makes sense when you see this character. How could this on paper not get her back? It's so different from what she'd played, but also the same character. Um she's such a badass. Like we we had those that moment in Aliens when she like became the badass. She became the badass Ripley. That moment is her this entire movie. Like this must have been so fun for her to play. Just some, a, a, just a totally different type of Ripley. I think she's great in the movie. I love this take on Ripley.
0: We meet our team of mercenaries now, and I'm a huge
1: fan of this team. Tim. my goodness, yes. you know I love a team of mercenaries, dude. I love mercenaries with familiar faces. Just like I think I saw that guy on TV one time. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favorite kind of mercenaries. I
0: love this team so hard. I love them so hard. Same. Uh, Probably my favorite thing in the movie is this team of mercenaries. They are the best. Yeah. Love it. Now, the Mercs have landed their ship onto this military vessel and have come aboard. Welcome aboard.
1: Yeah. Well, welcome. I am father. I am father.
0: That's interesting, right? It's not mother this time. It's father. Yeah, I like that. I don't know what that means though. I don't know why that's there. I, f- I feel like they are just trying to be like f- smart, like oh, what if we called it Father yeah. this time? It's pretty, it's pretty useless for me in the movie.
1: It's useless, but I think it's like it's like I watched that first movie. Like <laughs> you're you're in good hands. I I watched that movie. I know about Mother.
0: Yeah. Now these mercs, they come aboard and they all get scanned for weapons. Now we already know that they're probably sneaking weapons on board, but it's fun to see them get scanned.
1: Yeah, we know. We know one dude is for sure. Yeah, Christie's right? got know, g- Christy, guns attached
0: yeah. to his his wrists. So these the Mercs have brought humans in stasis for the general, and he's going to use them as hosts for this queen. What the hell? <laughs> you're shaking your head. You're you're disgusted by this. This is shady stuff, Tim.
1: This is bad. These mercs are bad. Y- these mercs are the worst. The worst kind. They're bad. They're very bad. They don't even care this entire movie about those people that they brought. No. They don't care at all. No, they're human traffickers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that they stick to their character. I like that they don't care. Yeah,
0: that's true. But they're yeah, bad. I mean, they... They uh, they set them up as a certain type of character at the beginning, yeah. and that continues all the way through, so it's, it's effective. That's the kind of character you need in this movie, too. That's what I want to see. I want to see characters sure. like this yeah. going up against aliens, right? Yeah. This is a fun 100%. movie. Have we mentioned that yet?
1: I think I did.
0: Did you? Okay. Well, I, I concur. Now, the leader of the Mercs, Elgin, played by Michael Wincott, this dude rocks, man. This, this dude, dude has a voice. This dude has a voice. I was just th- when I when I see this guy in the movie, I'm immediately thrown back to Dylan in Alien Three. Like when this mm. guy talks, I listen. I just I take pause and I'm like, all yeah. right, man, I'm gonna listen to what this dude has to say because it's gonna be important. He's just man. He's got a he's got a way. His voice is is awesome. He's got a way with the way he delivers his lines and i like i don't know what it is about him i honestly i don't know but he's just captivating he's captivating to watch yeah. he's a, he's a presence he's an on-screen yeah. presence and in everything he does he's he's usually playing this type of character like this like the bad guy you know um but man is there's something about him there's something so special about him as an actor
1: yeah he he is a presence like he is not doing Like, if you try to break down what he's doing, he's not doing anything extra that, like, someone else couldn't be plopped in and doing that. But they just wouldn't be able to do it as well. Like, he's got this presence. He's got this voice. He's got this attitude. He crushes this part. Um, He's he's a great guy to have as, like, the leader of their their crew.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even seem like he's trying. Like, it just seems like he's just he showed up and he's being himself that day. And yeah, it's just totally. like wow, wow, dude. Like one take. This, this this guy's one take. Just one take yeah. done. That was perfect. You know what did you do? Oh, I was like I didn't know we were rolling yet. I was just uh practicing yeah. my lines as myself. But yeah, And that's he, what he, comes
1: across and that's why it's so great. Yeah.
0: He's so confident in the movie. Yeah. So What was so what was awesome. that what
1: was that line when he was asked if he drinks? I can't remember what he says. He was he, it was something like I don't know. It was great. It was like all the time or...
0: Every chance I get or something like that? Every chance I get? Yeah,
1: every chance I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, be, it might have been so, Something like that, so yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Only every chance I get.
0: So um, anyways, Elgin has negotiated for two two days of room and board for the Mercs to stay on this uh, military vessel.
1: Yeah, and I, I really like that he gets uh, he gets paid in cash also. And then they make a big deal out of cash, having cash and like how hard it is just to get money, not to get, not to get like that amount, but just to get cash.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, the general made a point of saying it was, these were very difficult to come, to come by. And when, when he says that you're expecting it to be something else, not cash, yeah. but it was cash. Yeah. So the Mercs bump into Ripley playing basketball and it's a pretty funny scene here.
1: It is. It's good.
0: It is good. Yeah. We get to see that Ripley is um, not your average human anymore. She's quite powerful. Um, She's uh, durable. She gets like cracked in the face with like a weight, a barbell or something. Um, She's very agile. She uh, like stops a basketball being thrown at her face. Her blood has acid in it, which is very cool. And uh, she makes a backwards basketball shot.
1: Yeah. Dude, she does Dude. three things basketball-wise in this scene that are just like my dream.
0: <laughs> You're so jealous I'm, of this, eh?
1: I'm so jealous. I'm like, she, first of all, they open on her just like throwing one down. She just yeah. like dribbles up and dunks it. I'm like, it's my, it's been my <laughs> dream to dunk a ball. There was one time in my life where it was like a year I was training to jump just so I could try to dunk. couldn't do it i think i'm over the hill now never gonna get there she throws one down right away the other thing i wish i could just catch a ball like as cool as she did someone whip one at you and you just catch it no problem like without even breaking a sweat so cool and then yeah backward shot unbelievable she's a star
0: she is a star she made that backward shot for real
1: yes i did know that i did hear that awesome yeah, it was uh, what I had read was that there were lots of
0: takes being done yeah. and yeah. she couldn't do it and everybody was getting frustrated and she said she would do one more and she nailed it. Now, I will take that with a grain of salt because of I wonder how many times during that process she said, just give me one more,
1: right? I'll just do one more. Yeah.
0: But Ron Perlman, his, um, um, his reaction is the legit reaction to her making it. And they yeah. had to cut it off just before he said something out of script because he was so surprised <laughs> she made it. But there's just enough there where he kind of like turns and walks toward like towards the director or something. Yeah, it's, it's cool. If you know that that's the case, you know, next time you watch it, watch his reaction. It's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, he turns really quick and they cut it. <laughs> yeah, and he
0: walks. He turns quick and starts yeah. walking and like towards somebody. And
1: then, and then yeah, they, then they cut, cut to like a close-up of his face saying his actual line or whatever. No, 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 they, cut, they just cut it.
0: to someone else. But yeah, that's funny. So the scientists have their human cargo now. So they do the whole face hugger thing, and shortly after that, we now have a bunch of drones caged up, and the scientists are trying to teach them how to play nice. Right. Yeah.
1: So that's- and it it's this this part where they have the eggs, and then up into the part where they have um they have the actual aliens in the cage. It's looking very artistic at this point like I love the lineup of the eggs because you start close up on one person with an egg in front of them and like we get that feeling we're just like oh my goodness they have a person just strapped down in an egg right in front of their face that is absolutely horrible and then they pan back pan back and you just see a room full of them and they're kind of like surrounding you know they're they're kind of a a semi-circle around each other it looks so horrifying! Like it's it's such a cool visual. Um, then you know you see the face huggers go on, and then eventually we get these aliens, and they're also behind glass. And it, it's they look so wet, and they look so cool. I just I'm really digging how everything visually looks by this point in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the aliens are extra wet in this
1: movie. They're so wet. I love it. They're so slimy and drooly. It's so good. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. They look they look really good. One of my favorite looking aliens. Yes, agreed. Yeah, they look fantastic.
0: Uh that's a uh, back to your point about the pods. I I do like that cuz that is a very very like difficult scene to watch that that this military was going to purchase these humans. Like they they Horrible. come in 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 stasis, but they're going to be purchased just for this. And I really appreciate that one of the scientists even starts crying yeah. uh, at, while this is happening, because it's such a disgusting act. Like she't even she can't even imagine that she's involved in this, so yeah, that's really that's really cool. Yeah. So Winona pays Ripley a visit, wanting to kill her, and Winona calls Ripley a thing they grew in a fucking lab. Yeah. Ripley says she's still Ripley and she can feel it behind her eyes she can hear it moving yikes i like this aspect of the movie very yeah. much yeah we saw earlier she has these new physical gifts but now we learn she can sense the other drones yeah um i i think this gives us some great insight into the xenos themselves um the aspect that they can feel each other we now know the drones can sense and feel each other and possibly communicate through that wavelength i think that is so fucking awesome and it's world building right uh i just i love new world building i love new ideas when they make sense and i think this one's really cool
1: Totally, and it even ties together stuff in Alien 3 when, like, her nose starts bleeding, you know, when an alien's bursting out of an ox or something. It's like she's connected. She's connected now because she's got something inside of her. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Awesome.
0: So the military dudes catch Winona with Ripley, and they are not happy at all. They confront the mercs, and things get heated. This Dr. Mason, he condemns the crew to death, and the mercs decide they don't like the sounds of that, and they come out shooting. Shoot first, ask questions later.
1: Yeah. This is this is a scene that I love that we just see that they've, you know, everybody's smuggling in guns. You know, it's not, it's not just, just Christy. Everybody's got guns. Everybody's got them in different places. Well, tell us Absolute, about who's got what I Absolutely unaware. love. Okay, so uh, Ron Perlman's dude here. This guy's got a great name. What's this guy's name? Um... Johnner. His name is Johnner. I love Johnner. Yeah. That's a great so name. Ron- it's like, it's like Diener. It's like Diener. Yeah, it is like Diener. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, so Johnner, he's got he's got this. He's got this, like, thermos with his, like, home brew or whatever in it that's apparently really great and strong.
0: He's got his own but moonshine in there. He made his own he's moonshine. He's got his own
1: moonshine, and we've seen him drink it already. So we're like, oh, whatever, that thermos is actually just a thermos. But nope, he he cracks a gun out, or a gun through there. You know, he just kind of pulls out the top, and it's a, uh, it's a trigger, and then he fires it right through the whole canister. Awesome. And it's like, it's a big blast. He's, awesome. he's blowing people away with that. So good. I love that. Uh, I love this whole scene. You know, you got Christy with the handguns. They're attached to him, blowing people away. Um, I do like also that before everything goes down, Jonner has like a gun to his back and it touches his back and he turns around, grabs the gun, throws it back to the military guy and says, don't ever touch me, you know? So it's like he had the chance there to have his own gun. So already you're... The military guys must be like, okay, we're still in control of this situation. You know, they must not... They must not want to kill us because they had a gun in their hand. Um, it's it's a great scene. It's a great scene that escalates immediately. Um, yeah, and I think it was more like the setup of the scene where the scene starts and I'm like, well, they're not going to stick up for her. You know, she, she's done. So they're just going to throw her under the bus. But then once the, you know, those those military guys start pointing fingers at them as well, well, now they got to stick up for themselves. So it's not even that they like totally are on call side it's just that the scene sort of sets it up that i don't expect this to go into a gunfight and then it does so it's really surprising when it doesn't really exciting
0: yeah yeah i was surprised when the mercs started shooting but they were like yeah maybe we don't take the scientists seriously but i think he was serious i think he was going to kill them all because they know too yeah. much or they're snooping around and I they so. the, the mercs realized it like they realized look this guy has said he's going to kill all of us so let's this is our chance. Let's just fight back right now. And yeah, the yeah, Mercs man. are more talented than the military here, which is which is great because we don't really like the military at this point, right? We like the Mercs, even though they've they've done some shady stuff. They uh you know, they're kind of our heroes in a way here. So well, we're yeah. on their
1: side. What I really like about it is they know they need to be armed. You know, they walk in and you know, right away, the the guys whose ship they're walking onto are like, "You don't need guns. Like, what do you need guns for? Like, you you he he comes on the uh, the 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 main guy. What's what's the what's the captain's name? El Elgin. Elgin. Elgin comes on, and he says, "Why are you even checking us? Like, what what are we gonna do with guns? We're gonna take control of your ship." And that's not what they want to do. You know, they don't. They're not there to take control of the ship. They have guns because they know they're going to need protection at some point. Or they may need protection at some point. And it comes in handy that they had guns on them. So I do like that they sneak guns on. And it's not to do something like take over the ship. They're sneaking guns on just in case shit goes down. And it goes down and they need them. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Now, while all this is happening, the drones that are caged up, they realize the scientists are preoccupied with these events and they take the opportunity to escape. Now, Dean, I wanted to ask you what you feel happened during this drone escape scene.
1: I, okay. I, I've, I've went back and forth different times that I've watched it. Um, I've thought that they agreed that one of them should die to get the other two out,
0: I always thought that the two Xenos decided to kill the third to have the acid blood melt through the floor so they could escape. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened on this viewing. I think the Xeno that notices the scientists are busy calls out to the others in this high pitched shriek, mm-hmm. and the others respond in a lower tone. And it continues this dialogue using this like high pitch shriek showing a very certain urgency to its message. Yeah. And you can tell that drone is convincing the other two to kill it for mm-hmm. this reason. So I think this time around, it was convincing the others to do this as the only way for them to escape, which yeah. is really neat because every other time I've watched it, I see these two creatures taking advantage of a third, just killing the weak one oh, okay. so that they could, uh, They the, the, the powerful ones know that if they kill this other one, it will bleed acid. It will leak through the floor. And that's how they'll escape. Let's team up on the little guy. I don't think so. I think this other yeah. one is explaining to them, look, this is our chance. You have to kill me. And they're responding in this kind of like, well, no. And then mm. this, 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 it gets like so amplified it's like you have to do this right now this is our only way to escape you have to come it i think this one sacrifices itself which yeah. again is just some really incredible um drone and, and alien like uh character building in this movie
1: yeah i i agree man i i always go into the viewing of it thinking okay so this must be that they just have a fight and they kill one of them to escape. I always go in with that mentality. And then I always come out with it being like, I think that they all agreed to kill that one just to escape. So that is like, I do get that feeling from it. So it's cool that with this high pitched and low pitched thing you're talking about that i never picked up on, that makes a lot of sense. And and what I really like is it shows you that they're really smart. Yeah. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. I like that they're smart. You know, I like to think that they are smart because they're the perfect organism. So that's got to be brains as well, not just a physical thing. So I love that they reason this out. They figured out one of them sacrifices themselves for the rest. So it's still a herd sort of mentality that like I will sacrifice myself for the others to get out. Um, And this is the movie as we're watching them along. I love these movies, great movies. But I've never really been like, I like that xenomorph. And this is when I like the Xenomorph. This is when I like the aliens. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, okay, they look great and they're smart and they're making decisions. I like these aliens. It happened to me in Predator where we went along the series and eventually I was like, I kind of like these Pred guys. Now is when I like these aliens.
0: The the true aliens, like the true one, the true drones in this movie. I I really, really enjoy. So the Xenos are now free. Right, they they uh they killed that drone. The the drone melts through many floors, and yeah, uh, all hell breaks loose now. Uh, the military boys know what's up, and they are hauling ass as fast as they can to get off the ship. Some get away, some don't. The general, um, man, I love this general so much. The way this that this rules, guy delivers man. lines, man. Oh, so good. Uh, Dan Hidea is his name.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. What a
0: great, what a great role, man. He, like, him and Elgin, like their conversation, it's just one scene in the movie, but that is one of the greatest scenes in the entire movie is Elgin's yeah. conversation with um the general. It, it, it just, Nothing really happens, but you can tell Elgin's like poking for information and it's kind of calling him out yeah. on... You know the stuff that uh, they're doing. What what do they want these bodies for? And and it's, it was a really great scene. But, um, anyways, the general bites it here. He doesn't end up making it, which was uh, a bit unfortunate, but under, understandable. That's fine.
1: Well, he 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 unfortunately pulls out his own brains and looks at them. Yeah, he pulled out something.
0: It was some, it was of, some brains, man. I think it was some brains.
1: F- yeah, f-
0: some sort of fleshy flap.
1: Yeah, sure which enough. let's make the note again. This movie is gross. It looks visually disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it sort of has like so not in this scene particularly, but it also sort of has like a sexual energy to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I'll just, just throw it out there. The uh the director, the original design he wanted for the uh the hybrid at the end, he wanted it to have both a penis and a vagina. Like right there on it, great. And he was—he was dead set. He was like, "I'm not wavering on this. It has to have that." And then he eventually realized, "Uh, uh, maybe,
1: maybe we don't need that. Dude, I wish we had the best
0: idea.
1: (laughs) I wish we had it. No, this brings this stuff. This like this gross stuff and this like also sort of like just sexual tone to the movie brings me right back to the original Alien. The movie I absolutely love. It just like, Giger loves this movie. He loves Alien Resurrection because this mm. is his jam. Like, this is what he's trying to do with, with this monster. So I love the tone of it. I love that it, this movie's kind of goofy, like Aliens. You know, it's kind of, not like goofy, but it's sort of fun. It's got like a fun energy to it, kind of like Aliens does. But it's got this gross sexual energy that Alien does. And I, I really like it.
0: Okay, I don't want that in the movie. I'm just going to go on record with saying, oh. I don't want that in the movie.
1: You don't like the gross or you just don't you don't want the penis vagina uh monster?
0: <laughs> all of it. I don't want I don't want that or the gross. Really?
1: You don't like the grossness?
0: Well, what are you calling the grossness? Like the that opening scene? That was disgusting. Do I want that in the movie? No. I definitely don't want it, that in the movie, not at
1: all. So I would say I would say almost everything in this movie that is sort of like a a little bit disgusting goes that extra level of disgusting. And like, sort of like even at the beginning when they're pulling the queen out of Ripley's chest, the way they pull it out is just so gross. And it's like this gross thing coming out of her chest. Like right away, it's visually disgusting. And I think it, I like that it, this is the gross alien movie. I like that. It's the grody one. Like there's no other mm. movie that's this gross. Okay. I
0: don't want that. I don't like it. Okay.
1: that That's fine. And it is a totally a style. So I, I get I get, yeah. and I get why that throws a lot of people off too.
0: Yeah, that basically throws me off of this movie.
1: Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair because I just, but yeah, not, not, not some, it.
0: like some of it is fine. Like the way they pull out the alien, I thought that was amazing. The intro yeah. I thought was was shit, and more coming down the line, I think is shit too. So we'll we'll talk about okay. that. But,
1: okay.
0: uh, but, but yeah, no, I'm 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 very surprised that you like that aspect of the movie,
1: dude. I'm surprised too because it gave me a Cronenberg feel, and I don't like Cronenberg. Yeah. So I don't know why I like it in this specific situation, but I do.
0: Interesting. So we catch up with the mercs trying to get their get to their ship now so that they can take off, right? The military's taken off. Now it's just the mercs stuck on uh, the military vessel. Yeah. Uh, with like, there's like one one military guy and a uh, scientist left. Uh, Elgin, who I figure will probably make it all the way to the end of the movie, is the first merc to go. Dude, it's the classic alien trope. The most charismatic guy that you like, the one who you think will survive all the way to the end, is the first to
1: die. You fall in love with the guy and he's gone.
0: Now, the first time I saw it in the theater, this is where the movie took the 180 degree turn for me, where I was loving everything up into this moment. Elgin was my dude. Hmm. This was so awesome. When he got yeah. killed, I was like, oh, they kind of lost me already. But that was before I knew about the whole, like, you know, let's kill the most handsome. Uh, this is you their know, thing, yeah. This is what they do in the movies. They kill, they put a guy in the movie who you really admire and then they kill him right away.
1: I You're didn't know. You're right with the handsome thing, they set up a stud. They set up a stud at the beginning of the movie and then they it's, just kill him off. It's them
0: always a charismatic stud that yeah, you love. Yeah. You love. Totally. Him. Then they, they're just like, no, we're not keeping that guy around. He's the yeah. first. Anyways. Um, there's also an interesting dynamic going on with uh, Ripley and Winona. It's like this, yeah. um, mother daughter, uh, a little bit of them, like a mother daughter type thing going on here, which is, yeah. I don't mind it. Like, you know, it's I don't mind. I don't mind them doing that. Uh, Ripley senses that the ship is moving, though.
1: Hmm.
0: Now that things have gone wrong, she can tell it's moving. And it's apparently on autopilot on its way back to Earth, and they're three hours away. (laughs) Shit. That's really close. I was not expecting it to be that close to Earth.
1: I know. And we know. We know. If we know anything... We know we don't want these things on Earth. That's that's oh, what yeah. we don't want.
0: <laughs> we do know that. That's, <laughs> that's what
1: we're trying to stop. One, every single yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: One thing we've been trying to avoid is that.
1: <laughs> yes, and we're three hours away. Shit. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, as uh, as they're uh, they're all making their way to to this uh, ship, their, uh, the the ship, to try to make it off off this military vessel, Ripley sees a cell with the number seven on it. And she needs to investigate. And we were just talking about it. I hate this scene, dude. I hate this. Okay. She sees yeah. a bunch of disgusting failed clone attempts. I feel like this is what they were trying to show us in the intro. was like failed clones. It is, um, yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, The clones, like one through six that they have are uh, small. They're in jars, like small containers with fluid. And... Number seven is still alive and lying on a bed asking to be killed. Dude, this is complete nightmare fuel. This is the most disgusting, most disturbing shit that I don't need in a movie. Um, I would way, way rather, way rather be left with my own imagination. Come up with what the number eight tattoo means on Ripley's arm. Hmm. Let yeah. let me decide that. I don't need to see that she was like the first of the failed clones, like the first one to make it. And here are all the other ones; they're all disgusting and yeah. mutilated. Like this is where they completely like lose me in the movie. Yeah, um, I don't need it, dude. I don't need it. I hate it. It's gross. I don't want it. And you love it.
1: I love it, man. It's it, dude. I agree. It is absolutely gross. It is The Thing of Nightmares. Um, When I was watching this movie the first time, I also had ordered food. And this was the scene that was playing when the uh, person delivering the food came. So I had to quickly change because I didn't want that happening. I didn't want that on screen. Um, Here's why I like it. See, this is... So when I thought about this scene, I was like, okay, if I was Sigourney Weaver and I was asked to come back, I would start reading the script. And when I got to this scene... And it describes all these disgusting clones. And at the end of it, I'm going to get to flamethrower all of them as I'm going out of the room. This is the scene that would sell me on it. This is the scene where I'd be like, I'm coming back so I can do this. This looks awesome. So I, I just, I like that at the end, she gets to destroy them all. But I like as we enter, because you see these disgusting things. And as we go from pod to pod, they're more gross, but in different ways, you know, you can, you can tell the scientific uh, experiments that were going on to like, okay, this wasn't quite uh, alien enough. And then the next one's way too much alien. And this wasn't, so this wasn't quite human enough. So let's try this thing. And you go to progression the next, next thing. And it's like, okay, that wasn't quite it. And then we get all the way to the end. Maybe the scariest thing, maybe the scariest thing is getting as close as you can without it quite being a human. And I, it is you're right it's totally disgusting but i'm into <laughs> i'm into that progression and then at the end having it pay off as being like the worst thing i could ever see just like my nightmare lying on that bed it, it couldn't have it couldn't have paid off better for me i'm, I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> without i had to have no words dude i have no words and I, then I she gets uh, to
1: grab a flamethrower and destroy look, them fine, all
0: fine you can do all of that you can get all that across <laughs> by a scientist saying that just put a camera on a scientist and say, look, number one failed. Number two failed. We got further. Number three failed. We got further. Number seven was so dis. Do you remember number seven? It was the worst. We can get all that. This, this has never been done before or again in an alien movie. And I think there's a reason for it is because there's no place for it. We don't need like this type of disgusting, like clone mutilation that this scene presents. I don't understand yeah. where it fits. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need Ripley's character to destroy them in that moment. That's nothing that doesn't do anything for me. She does it out of pity, right? That's fine. But I don't like, if she doesn't even see that room and continues on through this movie, it's just fine. Everything's fine. I don't, I don't like nothing's gained. All that I get out of this is loss. It just, it loses me uh, for like, Trying to be like over the top. I feel like this is another thing. They're trying to be over the top artistic with this. And this is Mm -hmm. my problem with the director in this movie is that I think his artistic flair, which is great. He's a great director, but he is very artistic. He brought that flair to the movie. I don't think that fits in this series. I don't think it fits in the franchise. Uh, This is where he added it. He also adds it at the end. We'll get there. That's where I'm lost in this movie is this director's like artistic flair.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's that's what makes this movie stand out. Um, it's what makes it stand out to me. Like, I think it's a, a fun movie. And then I think the added disgustingness brings it up a notch for me because it's so different than everything else. Um, I, I do agree with you, though, that like, if you want to get this information across, just, you know, you can get it across with dialogue. I don't think this scene went over very well with a lot of people. Um, I like the vis- visceral reaction it gives me. I love I love that. That we get to the end of it and it is so gross and I feel so yucky watching it. I I, it, I think it kind of is like Alien Three when we were talking about the autopsy with Newt, where you just really didn't like it and I was like I kind of like that scene because I like the bad feeling it gives me. So I think it's just our our differing you know uh, emotions going through those moments in in, in the movie where uh, I, I like to be hurt by the movie.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: that's fair, fair. I like enough. the movie to attack me and to feel hurt.
0: <laughs> it's fine it's fine dude <laughs> yeah i just thought it was too much no totally get i mean yeah well, whatever we can we can move on we can move on we can move, move
1: on. on we can move on i
0: i thought we were just going to gloss over that i did not realize that this is one of the reasons you love the movie so that's that's great that was um, a lot of fun to actually dig into and i actually did had not to, we think to we dig into it, that man. yeah yeah <laughs> That's like um, when we uh, had our episode on the jerk, and we like really dug into um, his whole special purpose penis talk.
1: <laughs> you got to figure that shit out, man. You got to
0: work through it, man. Sometimes you get you on gotta these podcasts; it, yeah. you got to work through stuff, right?
1: Sometimes the stuff you want to gloss over is really the stuff that needs to be talked about.
0: True, true enough, man. True enough. <laughs> so um, here's another great scene. I don't even know how where we go from here. I just feel like, it,
1: like <laughs> I think we're done. I, I think, think it's time together. for I think it's time for what if? <laughs> what if? <laughs>
0: No, there's uh too many more too many uh too many good scenes coming up here. There's this a great is, scene coming up we got to get to. This is one of them. It's right here. Dude, it's the underwater okay. scene. Yes, this is amazing. Exactly. They, they need to cross yes. a section of water. And I love that they set it up that the aliens may have like set um the, the aliens may have done this. The a- aliens may have flooded yeah. this area because the aliens know they need to cross this area, so they're trying to like um stop them from doing it or make it harder for them to do. I wanted to say in this scene, before we get to this scene, Winona Ryder almost drowned when she was 12 years old and had never been in the water since that time until this scene. And she was required to go back into the water for this scene. And she she requested that they use stunt doubles and that was rejected. And she had to go in the water for this scene. So really like, and yeah, and she said she had like severe anxiety, um, doing it, but I would say like high five to her for doing that because that is not an easy thing to overcome.
1: Uh 100%. This I was getting anxiety in this scene just watching it just thinking how long they had to be underwater because it looked so good. It's I seemed like like obviously they're doing cuts, but it seemed like they were underwater for so long. Some of those takes were pretty long. So, definitely high five to her. You know what, Tim? 2 Valentine's ago we talked about our crushes. We also talked about our number one hates. And I think I said Winona Ryder. And I will take that back. I will take back my hate of being Winona Ryder for this movie and for that scene.
0: I think I may have um, said to you, you probably haven't seen her in the right stuff. Yeah. Because I don't, I have, it any, I don't have any negative feelings towards her. I think she, she's a really great actress. I think she does yeah. a good job. So Great in this movie. Everything looks so incredible under the water here. Like the set that they created for this insane. So good.
1: So the, good. Man. The
0: mercs underwater look insane. Yeah. Ripley looks amazing. I don't know how Ripley's keeping her eyes open for so long under the water. Amazing. This water
1: must be so clear and clean because yeah, she's just, she looks so wide. Like her eyes are so wide open. She just looks yeah. so present in the moment.
0: I think she even like gets an air bubble stuck on her eyeball at one point. I'm just like, oh blink, my goodness, blink that thing off! You need to bl- like, I'm blinking for her. I'm like, yeah. get that like, air get, bubble get off, off your eyeball. That doesn't feel good. The drones, oh my goodness, we get to see drones swim for the first time.
1: Why wouldn't Amazing. they be good swimmers? They got
0: these long tails that just exactly, exactly, dude. They're so graceful. Back and forth. They're even yeah. more graceful in the water than on land.
1: I love it. I love it, Tim. I love underwater scenes in movies i think because i'm so yeah. afraid i'm so afraid of water that when i get an underwater scene again that tension rises up for me um and i just feel so tense in that moment probably why i love all them jaws movies um i just love anything underwater, and this one looks so so good tim i have to ask you there is no
0: way you survived the breath test on this one right i know you're gonna ask me that hold on one sec i just wanted to say you love it so much because this is your safe space to yes like um observe those feelings like you hate the water this is your safe space where you can observe those feelings and see how it would feel to be stuck underwater uh so that's that's the reason for that um dude yes i tried the breath test on this one hell no this one's one's tough this is like this this is like a full two minutes this is like a full two minute scene now i remember I remember every time I watch this movie, I do the same thing. I try to hold yeah. my breath to see if I can do it just like they do. No way. Never. No way. No, never. This time around, I was even swimming. worse than I remember before. Yeah. And they're swimming. They're panicking.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah I, I failed the breath Christie's
1: test. Christie's pulling a guy on his back. Like, how yeah, are they right. doing this? This is incredible.
0: Right. Yeah. No, this one's not realistic. I, I think that's a good way of like... Um, figuring out or like justifying, uh, how real a scene is, is like whether I can hold my breath and actually make it out as they make it out. This one, they all would have drowned except for Ripley who can probably hold her breath underwater. All these humans die here.
1: Tim, you're not a mercenary though. You don't know what kind of training they do.
0: That's true. No, that's a good point. Maybe because they do yeah, breath no, that's, training. Fair. that's fair. I know there's like surfers can hold their breath for like four or five minutes underwater. So right. it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point now it's very intense like it builds up they're all like you know it gets to the point where they're struggling for breath they finally get to the end and there's some sort of like seal over the area they're trying to get out and they have to like cut their way through this uh weird gooey seal and when they finally get out they all like are they're all gasping for air and it's an alien trap the aliens set up a trap for them they knew they were going to go there and this room is full of pods and they all start hatching at that exact second and Ripley oh. gets one on her face, and oh, everybody goes back underwater. It's great. It's like they they thought they were out of it, and then they have to go immediately back into it and figure something out.
1: It was legit at this point where I was like thinking as they were going underwater, I was like, this movie's almost over and we haven't like really seen face huggers. We kind of had for a quick second, but i really wish there was more face huggers in this movie. Boom, they set up an ambush with face huggers there. You know, those uh those drones are coming in the backside. They got the face huggers on the other side. They got them yep. trapped. They definitely trapped. flooded that place themselves. They're geniuses. They're super smart. I love this movie. I love these drones. I i just like was so excited when they broke th- i mean as soon as you see that film, you're like that's not gonna to be too good. <laughs> Whatever is is covering over those holes that they're supposed to break through, that looks right. like it's bad news. Yeah, it and looks as soon like a, as they alien, break, f- an alien film. It looks like an comedy. alien film, something. Yeah. As soon as yeah. they break through it and there's eggs everywhere, I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped for it.
0: Yeah, so a face hugger jumps on Ripley, all the characters head back in the water, but Christy is able to shoot some grenades up into the room to destroy the pods. Cool. And Good job. Ripley bites the face hugger off. <laughs> did you notice that? I liked it. I did notice that. It she's was fighting fantastic. She's fighting it for a while. And then the way she gets it off, she bites it in half, like bites the yeah, tail well off done. of her. Yeah, it was, that was great. They all start climbing up a ladder now. And Dr. Mason, who's near the top of the, the climbing train here, uh, he sees his opportunity and he shoots Winona and takes off on his own she falls off the ladder falls back into the water way, way below them um and at this point we have lost a couple of uh mercs in that water scene unfortunately so they're they're starting yeah. to slowly dissipate but this whole group they climb up the ladder and they go one level higher than Winona was and when they get there they open the door I mean, she opens the door she's there waiting for them
1: yeah what? How did she we Tim what? we saw her die.
0: We saw her fall all We saw her get shot all the way and down
1: fall down into the water. She was dead. she was gone. but
0: she beat them up to the top somehow. Uh, anyways, uh, we basically find out that she's an Android and Great. she's a very special Android. She is one who was built by other Androids to be more human. Yeah, so it's kind of cool uh, that that that's a thing.
1: And it's very cool, but everyone is way too hard on her in this scene.
0: I don't, I don't know how much people like androids, but I thought it was interesting that she was an android built by androids to be more human.
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing that she hates about herself is that she's an android. It's like they did yeah, such a hate- good job that this yeah. android is just self-loathing.
1: Yeah, you know, she thinks like, she's so disgusting because she's an android and not a human.
0: Yeah, so they they didn't yeah. think that one through. That's like a fatal flaw. You know, yeah. it's like you can't do that because this is what the outcome is going to be is someone who hates themselves. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Now, up until this point in the movie, I actually thought that Ripley already knew that Winona was an android, uh, but it really seems here like she doesn't. And I, th- I think that in itself is really cool because with all the like the senses that these aliens have I don't think they can tell the difference between a human and an android like I think that's yeah. how that's how well built the androids are to resemble humans that an alien can't even tell the difference I, I liked that
1: yeah I'm with you Tim I don't think she knew um they gave us two really big hints um as we were watching one was when Ona got drunk um she like stumbled out of the cafeteria and then as soon as the cafeteria door closed she was fine she stood up fine and then she went and talked to ripley and the second was when ripley could feel the ship moving and they're like that's not possible you can't feel the ship moving and then winona could also feel it she was also able to feel it so those were our two hints that she's also maybe not human but you're but ripley didn't pick up on it
0: uh, yeah i th- i thought they were dropping other hints throughout that ripley did know Um, the way she would look at her and like kind of some of the comments she made. So I was kind of surprised that she didn't actually know, but yeah, that's fine. So this group, they're just about to get to their ship. When Ripley starts listening to the floor, she says, she hears them. They're so close. It's the queen. She's in pain. And an alien breaks through the floor grate and Ripley falls through. She falls into, I'm not sure what. It's just more disgustingness that you probably loved. You probably loved this scene, hey? It looks like she falls into a sack of muscles and goo.
1: Yep. Yeah, it, it the goo, the slimy goo accepted her in. And she was mm. taken. She was taken into the slimy goo. And I have no idea what I'm looking at, but it looks like she's being accepted by her, her new family.
0: Okay. <laughs> she's taken now by a drone to the queen and the queen has taken on some new attributes of her own. Yes. She has already laid some eggs. She's already laid some pods, but she goes into a second cycle here. They tell us, Mm. and she's now giving birth the old fashioned human way. Now this newly birthed baby from the queen ends up killing the queen and it thinks Ripley is the mother. Ripley is trying to get to the ship so they can get off, and this new hybrid is following. And Ripley's able to make it on board, but so does the hybrid.
1: Yes. Tim, this hybrid is at the same time um, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen and super cute.
0: Okay. Not not gonna agree with you. But that's this thing's cool. This
1: thing's eyes. This thing's dark eyes. Whenever it blinks, it's kind of cute.
0: Okay. Never. This is a new take for me.
1: (laughs) Okay. I just, we can move on, but I just need to say this scene where where the where this thing gets birth like we we don't know what's going on we're told that this queen alien doesn't lay eggs anymore it's now going to give birth naturally so like Ripley has all these characteristics of an alien now the queen that they took out of her we have to remember that this queen is part of the clone it's not a regular queen this queen that was took out of her is also now giving birth like a human so this they still haven't got it right this DNA is is mixed up you know they still didn't get the perfect human human clone that's gonna birth just a regular um Queen Queen xenomorph so it's gonna give birth naturally it gives birth naturally in uh, obviously a gross way and the thing that comes out looks nothing like we've seen and then slaps the head off of the alien and goes over and licks Ripley this is the most insane that was a thing. shocker yeah it's the most insane thing that could have happened in this movie it's I I love it. I love the ambition, Tim. I just, this is what, when I get thrown for a huge loop like this, I'm on board. That was cool. I I didn't have a
0: problem with that. I really like that. That's the shocking moment. I'm, I'm not expecting that new baby to smack the face off off of the queen. And apparently the queen has a glass jaw, dude, because that thing just takes the jaw off and the queen's dead. Nobody thought to just punch the queen in the jaw before. Right? That's all you gotta do. <laughs> totally. All you it's gotta a weak do spot. is hit the queen with it's a the good right spot. hook. Queen's yeah. down. <laughs> that thing went down. But then yeah, it goes over. I'm expecting it I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And then I'm expecting it to go over and kill Ripley, but you're yeah. right, it, it licks her.
1: So this is this is where most people back away?
0: Oh no, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm like, wow, okay, that's cool. really interesting. Okay, what's gonna go yeah. on here? So yeah. Uh, that this hybrid starts killing the crew one by one, and Ripley realizes something's up. And she goes to investigate and it's about to kill Winona when Ripley shows up and tells it to stop Mm -hmm. and it loves
1: Ripley. It's a good moment. Yeah,
0: it is. It's kind of a nice moment. They have like a, yeah, like a nice little embrace, but Ripley knows that she has to kill it. So she cuts her hand, throws some of the blood on the window and it creates a small hole That the alien is getting sucked out of. Its organs are spewing out into space. It's disgusting. You don't like this thing? And this is what I don't like. This is the part I don't like. Listen, this alien is in extreme pain, dude. It's true, man. It's feeling sad. It's feeling betrayed that its mother just killed it. I hate this thing, this alien... But I feel so bad for it in this moment. Yeah. This is what I don't like. This is what I don't need. I yeah. don't need to feel emotion for this creature at this point in the movie. Because they haven't set this up at all. There's there is there's nothing that would lead us down this path that I'm now supposed to feel like sadness for this creature. But at the very last moment, they put such precise... um. Care. They put such precise care into making us feel terrible for this alien. I just don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I know. That's fair. I, I, I hear you. It's fair.
0: I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's fine. I, I love that movie. I really, there's so many great things about that movie. It's yeah. so heavy. the goods so heavily outweigh the bads that I'm a huge fan of the movie. I've watched it a bunch of times. I would recommend it to people to watch. These are just my beefs. This is for me why this one is at the bottom of the list for me. Um, But I appreciate that you liked it. I'm surprised for the reasons that you did, but whatever, man, that's all good. Like to each their own. I'm, I'm really like excited that this is a, this is one of your favorites. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised too. It's actually one that I, I, learned to love when i got older like this wasn't one that i liked early on when no, i watched sure. them I, I, yeah it wasn't one of my favorites um i thought it was fine and i always thought it was pretty good the, you're right the ending always kind of threw me off but this is one that as, as I've, I've watched it more um getting on later in my years I've, I've learned to really appreciate it and now i just kind of really like it i just love throwing it on and uh i love all the parts i love every part of it
0: it's got a great vibe to it really really yeah. good all right, so let's uh, let's bring her home here. So, Winona has set a course for the military ship to crash into Earth, and it does. And the remaining crew are able to get to their ship and safely land on Earth. And Ripley was covering and protecting Winona the whole way down through the turbulence of the atmosphere. And that was a really sweet moment, just kind of... Mm-hmm. She's cradling Winona. And... They land, they get out of the ship, we see a beautiful sunrise, and the end. So, can we get right to what if? Dean, what if Ripley was on the side of the aliens in this movie? Say we beefed up the Mercs and we have a stronger military presence, so a battle could be more believable. What if Ripley identifies with and joins up with the aliens?
1: Yeah, you're right. I do like it because I don't think the movie takes a super strong stance of of that um, of like whether she's uh, whether she's going to be all human, take sides with the human, or all alien, take sides with them. I think she is kind of divided in the movie and ends up taking the sides of the human. I think it could go the other way and she could take sides of the aliens, and I I'd be kind of down with it. I mean, having to try to take out aliens and Ripley. Um, that could be just like a a pretty cool even tagline for the movie that would get every all the butts in the seats. You know, it's I think it's a cool idea. Uh, I would be totally down with it. I don't think it. Um, it's just an it's a kind of the same type of tone of movie to me. It's it's fun and it's uh, it can still stay gross like it is. Could be the you know same director. It could be very similar story. Just that she. At some point in that movie, ends up siding with those with those Xenos and thinking that she needs to keep them, um, keep them alive and bring them to Earth or whatever it is. I like it. I think it's still a good movie.
0: It's like you mentioned before, where it would be fun to see like a a military presence powerful enough to actually contain this alien outbreak. Yeah. Um, and it would be interesting if we saw something that powerful and on the other side you have the aliens but now you have Ripley this clone that you've created that you've let survive and is now against you for doing all of this um uh, i think that would be a lot of fun just to see that might be another I'm um, another another role that that uh, Sigourney Weaver might lean into is like hey guess what now you're the bad guy in a way she might uh i don't know it's something new she might she might uh she might like that
1: I think she totally would have because you can even have that conversation at the beginning with the with the general who's like, oh, we have to kill her because she's going to want to kill all these aliens because and we need these aliens, but we know she's going to try. And instead, she joins their side and helps them kill you just like totally opposite of what he's thinking, but worse. I think that is cool. I think that is a cool idea for a movie. I would like to see that.
0: I want to see that in like a comic or something. I'm sure that'll never be a movie, but. Yeah, that could be a fun yeah. comics. This it's a fun. That's a fun. I think it's a fun idea, just to to play around with. That would. You it's could a do fun some idea. Cool, yeah, you could do some cool stuff with that. But
1: especially now that I like these aliens, especially now that there's a yeah. version of these aliens that I'm like, I kind of like these guys, and maybe right. they could win one of these. Maybe yeah, they maybe, could win one of these fights.
0: <laughs> maybe Sigourney, maybe uh, Ripley likes them too, right?
1: Yeah, she likes exactly. how
0: how sweaty they are.
1: <laughs> they are so sweaty and like gooey sweat, sweaty and drooly. I love it. They're so wet.
0: <laughs> All right, dude. Let's get to trivia.
1: Okay, let's do it. I think I go first. You go
0: first. This is our trivia, our new trivia segment, where while we watch this movie, we tried to just pick up something like uh, that we think the other person might not pick up on. We're not trying to like make a super tough question. It's just something that we, we noticed while watching this time around that we think the other person might not have picked up on. And Dean, you are right. You are up.
1: Okay. And I, I think, I, ha- I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think we're both close to
0: 50-50. I don't know. I'm not keeping track.
1: Great. Um, okay. Tim, there's a scene with Clone Ripley um, where she is learning language and she is being shown flashcards and she is slightly getting the questions or she's slightly getting the flashcards wrong. She is shown something and she says fruit. What is she shown? What exact fruit is it? Cherries. Correct, sir. Correct.
0: I know that scene. I know that one. She was also shown a glove. She said hand. Yes. She's shown cherries. She said fruit.
1: Yes. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um.
0: Dean. Yes. Yes, sir. I know that you're a basketball fan.
1: I am. Excellent.
0: I thought I'd throw you a basketball question.
1: Oh, great. So this is awesome.
0: Okay. In the mess hall, in the basketball scene, Ripley lands a few baskets. There's also a rack of basketballs. Would you happen to know how many basketballs were on that rack? Three. No, it was seven.
1: Oh my, oh shit. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I thought I had it. I thought I had it. I thought I could visualize it.
0: You know what? I think I actually think you visualize the top row. Because I yeah. think there's four on the bottom, three in the top. I think you actually okay. noticed that, but didn't didn't pay it
1: more attention. I didn't pay more attention to all of them. Good question. I, I good thought question. possibly
0: since you were basketball basketball fan that you might just like pick up on how many balls were there, and I uh, I thought that might be a good one. You might be able to get, but um, yeah, no, there's. I seven. know
1: that scene. I thought I could see yeah. only three, but yeah, right. I think you're uh, yeah just seeing that bottom row. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was a lot of fun.
1: Oh it was great man it was it was great I loved I love talking about that one this is one I've been waiting for so I'm awesome. glad we got to discuss it and discuss all the the ups and downs of the movie
0: I'm also glad we got to discuss it <laughs> oh, that was terrible huh ah, it's late that was good Tim,
1: it's Tim late. that was good
0: uh I'm super stoked to get to the next two. Uh, Those are so different. They're such different worlds that I'm really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to watching them. Really looking forward to talking about them. Mm -hmm. Dean, thank you for joining my friend. Yeah, man. And thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.